Welcome to the Back to Basketball Podcast. Athletes, experts, trainers, and mindset coaches. Conversations that will change your perspective on your mind and body and its capabilities so that you can train and live pain-free and with purpose. Now, here's your host, Darcy Koss. On today's episode, we have Dr. Alexander Downovich, AKA Dr. Fitbacks. He's an exercise, spine rehab, and training specialist. He owns and operates Vortex Labs, whose vision is to solve current health problems and improve health by using clinical experience and scientific research. This was a very in-depth and interesting conversation. We talk about critical exercise for health, the impact of the nervous system on training, and the importance of proper breathing techniques and really a bunch of other cool stuff. Remember to like, rate, subscribe, and comment on the podcast, and follow us on social media. All right, here's my interview with Dr. Alexander Daronovich, AKA Dr. Fitbacks. All right, welcome, Alex. Uh, thank you, man, thanks for coming on uh, and uh, taking the time to do the podcast with me. I appreciate it so much. Well, you know, my friend, thank you for your invitation, and the pleasure is mine. So I uh, stumbled upon you on Instagram uh, Mm -hmm. because you actually go by Dr. Fitbacks on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. That's the nickname (laughs) I get from the kid uh, six years old and very intelligent. Oh, really? He he gave you that name? Yeah, he was my client. He gave me that name. Well, I love the name because it resonates right away. There's no doubt about what you do. So when I saw it come up, I was like, this is great. I got to follow this guy. And then when I went to your account, I saw all the great content. And, and, and your social media, your Instagram is a great resource for people who are interested, whether they be therapists themselves or whether they be patients, people who are suffering from back pain. The stuff you put on there is great for both. I try to be open for many dimensions, you know, many professions and for the clients. And uh, the things I'm actually putting on my Instagram account is this, just basic information what I'm doing, you know. But the problem is that people uh, use the ideology copy and paste, you know, mm. and, and it, that doesn't work in my world, you know. So usually I said when I post some exercise, I expect some questions. Mm. And the, the many people say, oh, you know, bravo, nice. I said, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for questions. Ask me questions. Post me questions. That's one thing, you know. And, but, you know, you know, social media, I have a totally different philosophy. <laughs> well, I like it because hey, people actually do comment on your stuff and they ask questions. They say, yeah. hey, what's up? How, why should I do this? And so it's, it's curious. What, something I see you post often, and I like how you post this, this specific thing because you actually post it in different places. So like you'll be out uh, on a walk or, or you're on a yeah. – <laughs> one of them I think you posted uh, on, a, on like you're skiing or something, and, and it's on yeah, there. Skiing, yeah. And it's, it's the big – it's you know, titled The Big Three – and I think, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that comes from uh, uh, Professor Stuart McGill, but yeah, you post yeah, that, yeah, you post that all over the place uh, and you're doing, you know, the, the big three. So can you tell the audience, you know, I guess why someone suffering from back pain should be doing the big three and, and why is it so important? Like, why is it the big three? Oh, and, well, and what are what are the big three exercises as well? I should add. <laughs> well, the, when I spoke with Stu, I mean, with Dr. McGill, we are friends for almost twenty years, and I said to him, recently, very recently, I said, 
look, uh, you've just uh, discovered those three uh, exercises as the most, you know, the beautiest thing you know, for your back and for, for the whole body. But it's, and I think that he, I spoke to him and said, you thought that will be easy and simple. I said, yeah, yeah, but I said, it's not, it's very complicated. And he said, yeah, it is really, it, it, it does, you know. So the thing is that, uh, don't, wrong me, don't understand me wrongly, okay, wrong way. But I think that people don't understand the real philosophy of victory. That's um, after 20 years, more than 20, more than 20 years following this doctrine and really investigating, uh, when I observe the people, how they perform, I realize they don't understand. Oh, That's first. So, okay. Absolutely. So I heard so many people, you know, oh, victory really help. And yeah, I, I also like to listen to other people well, I tried big three and doesn't doesn't work. I said, no, it works. But not for you and not for your case in that form that you can see on the internet. Mm -hmm. So uh, people need to know that uh, when Dr. McGill, you know, create those three, you know, design those three exercises, it did something before. And I've, I have actually uh, created plans in five stages. How do you can reach the big tree in really full, you know, flavor, taste, you know, that you really <laughs> have a, a maximum uh, efficient result from it. But you have to adapt your body to this. Some plants doesn't need those steps. They can go immediately in big tree with small, small modification. But majority, well, my friend, you are in deep doo-doo, as Mitchell Kaku says, professor mm. of theoretical physics. So you have to start from beginning. So the big tree, our philosophy, really philosophy, and it's deep science inside. It's not only designed to create, as people think, stability of your, uh, I said, midsection and backs. This is only one small part. It's also that prepare your body for the further performances. So it's not so easy, I'm holding 10 seconds and release, oh, my friend, you're misguided. In some cases, you, keep, you have to keep longer. In some cases, even shorter. It depends from the training. You know, your question mm -hmm. is fantastic. It mm -hmm. hits really in, in painful spot. So I've seen so many people perform victory. I said, oh, do you understand the anatomy of your body? Have you seen yourself in the mirror? No, you cannot raise your legs so high. You cannot raise your arms so high because your mm -hmm. shoulders, your 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 hip doesn't allow it. You have to be in some other positions. In many mm -hmm. for many of my clients, I keep the foot on the ground. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the lumbar spine is not adapted for the lifted for the lifted leg, mm -hmm. not even even mm -hmm. for the lifted arm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you know uh, the the tissue mechanics is so important. That's first thing. A second thing is we'll discuss about training later. It's how your vegetative nervous system respond on that. Mm -hmm. That's the catch, my friend. And then mm. you build stability. I mean, stability of your joints. And then you build the whole the networks inside. Because mm -hmm. those three uh, exercises are beautiful. I'm performing every day. And I have several clients that only perform big three. And I just recently see one picture. I couldn't believe that this guy created his body from big tree. I was shocked how his backs are not uh, anymore the same as before. Mm -hmm. A few years of training, that's the yes. problem. People want now the uh, instant result, doesn't exist that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people, of my, many people say, oh, you show results, uh, I'm using this. Oh, 
after two years, yes, after two years, you will first normal, I mean, real results. You can reach mm -hmm. uh, uh, fantastic results in three months, even the, for high uh, props of this, you know, but the real, uh, real outcome comes later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to be very patient, disciplined, disciplined, and you know, you need to have a consistency in your work. Absolutely. That's the, 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 that's the ideology of big tree. Mm -hmm. Not all mm -hmm. I perform a victory and I'm good. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Usually you do this. Well, it's funny. So uh, a few things, you know, stand out there. I guess we should actually say what the big three exercises are first, right? So maybe can you can you name the big three just for us really quick? So what are the three exercises? Well, you know, the first is up curl, mm -hmm. then inside bridge, and the bird dog. Those Perfect. are three exercises. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Okay. I can hear. Yeah, I got that. Okay. So these, yeah, but the, the most, pro yeah, 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 but the most problematic is up curl, mm. the most problematic exercise. And I've seen so many clients, you know, so many instructors, they don't understand the meaning of up curl. So just no. to be clear, so people know, yeah. uh, from what I understand, the up curl is you're laying down flat on your ground. Yeah, you yeah, place you your this, hands you, under yeah, your, your where your back would yeah. arch. Back, yeah. and then? And you would sit up like you're doing a you slide. And then you go a little. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the catch. That's the catch. Because you need to know when you, when you can raise your head off the floor and when you cannot. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. in many cases, you engage your back extensors. Mm. And then you're in deep doo-doo, my friend. Mm. Okay, so I, because when you, yeah. I, I just think with the big three, so just to kind of clarify for people, I'm getting everything you're saying, but a lot of people are just like, I, I've never even heard of the big three yet, and we're going in deep. So I, I like this. I just want to clarify some things. So uh, the big three exercises are um, exercises that, you know, Dr. Stuart McGill um, has said, hey, these are the three exercises that you should do every day. Um, but what you're saying and I think is super important is that most people, a lot of people have limiting factors in other parts of their bodies that are not allowing them to do the exercises properly. So whether that be a limited range in their shoulders, whether it be they like the lumbar spine isn't even strong enough to lift their head. So in, in the case of the bird dog, where you would be ex on your, your hands and knees, then you would be extending, you know, one of your legs backwards. Yeah. Uh, you're saying, you know, a modification of that because of a limiting factor uh, is to like keep your foot on the ground, for example. So what the one yeah. thing I got from that is a lot of people are doing maybe the full versions of the big threes when maybe some of those people and maybe a lot of them should be starting at um, uh, versions Basically, that work yeah. better for, yeah, better for their body. And you said you have five different steps uh, or five yeah. kind of things Programs, five programs, five programs, programs that you yeah. can reach uh, safely to the level of the big tree. Yeah. And then when you reach the big tree for you, it's one form. Let's say that you can perform, you know, that you push your arm in front of you, you can lift mm -hmm. your leg and that's it. But that's the beginning because after three months comes another stabilization and adaptation. Then you change the variability inside. Mm. Okay, so for instance, uh, you know, you asked me about basketball players, okay? Mm -hmm. They need to practice differently. How so? Soccer guys, differently. Yeah, my favorite sport is baseball, you know? And I'm a fan of Chicago Cubs, you know? Baseball <laughs> guys, 
different rate. Mm. It looks like the same, but no, the contraction relaxation rate, that's the important. If they're healthy, if they're not healthy, well, mm -hmm. my friend, we need to test you, used by test by Dr. McGill. Mm -hmm. And then when we make this, then I add additional tests. Okay. So for each sport, I ask different questions, but we'll talk about later. So the big three, let's make some summarize about it. Big three are the most important exercises for prevention. I'm speaking first, for prevention of not only back issues, whole body issues. So you also stabilize your shoulders, your neck, your knees, your hips, and you connect all the body is in one string. And big tree helps you that you become very elastic. Posters, you know, not mm. static. Static is the form, but the way you perform later, your muscle get another dimension, your fascia get another dimension, and your neural system start working another level. Mm. I've measured this and in my lab. So shocking results after a year. Shocking results after you. Well, it's amazing, you know, because that's uh, I I do the big three every morning. I uh, it's part of my morning routine, and that you're right. Also, the evening. It should be also the evening <laughs> routine, my friend. <laughs> well, I do, I, 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 I some, in, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. In many cases, in many mm -hmm. cases, evening routine is the most important because you're going to your bed and then you sleep. Let's say six hours. And then my question is, what kind of mattress is yours? Firm, soft, what's the position that you sleep? <laughs> on the side, on the stomach, on the back, uh -huh. did you change frequently? So I use my watch, I use my watch to measure my interruptions in, during the dream, okay? During sleeping, mm -hmm. okay? Sorry, I, 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 I caught you <laughs> in one moment. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's perfect. I, I think that's, that's good because I, br I brought that up because I didn't know that I should be doing it at night. Now I do other mobility stuff. Um, but the big three, uh, is just a staple. It's yeah, something I do no matter what. Mobility. Be careful about mobility. You know, thoracic mobility exercise, you know, this guy. Like yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. You know this? I do know that one. You know, this thoracic. Please. Yes. Stop. Stop. <laughs> no good. Stop. I, I I can tell you. I can. I measured. I, I measured. Many people think that we need that. No. Well, when you need thoracic mobility, when that's first question. Which sport need thoracic mobility? Is axial. Which one? If you use too much thoracic mobility, you know how many disherniation you can create in one specific spot. And probably that will be thoracic joint, thoracic lumbar mm -hmm. joint, or somewhere in the, in the lower part or mid thoracic. It depends where is your thoracic hinge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the catch. You, oh. you, you, may, use, you, may, you may use this uh -huh. three, three, four times. That's all. That's enough. If you mm -hmm. need that. Mm -hmm. But my question is why you why you need this? Okay, some sport exists, you know, for this. But I said I prefer to stop this. Imagine uh -huh. that one uh, baseball guy need to use more thoracic. I said, why don't you use uh, some other joints to, to create different kind of velocities and, and, mm -hmm. and strike your strength and etc. Some pulses. Mm -hmm. You you cannot you cannot defy uh, the physics, the chemistry law, the 
mathematics law and uh, uh, biology law. Mm -hmm. You cannot. Mm -hmm. These laws are above us. We have to follow them. We have to be very careful with this. Okay. So about mobility, yes, I interrupt you. So no, me, it's okay. Can I give you one small thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, it's very important that I ask my clients always three scales. First scale is general fatigue scale from zero to 10. Zero means I'm fresh and 10 means I'm, I'm so tired. You see, I turn around, you know, I make upside down. In many, uh, many uh, scales, 10 means you're perfect. No, for me, 10 is worse. And zero means you're unperfect. They get confused. Why? Because when confused, I get the real answer. If you said zero means you're terrible, 10 means that you're good. Oh, I'm bad. Everybody says that, you know. Mm -hmm, and after mm -hmm. two, two weeks of training, oh, I have some problem. Here's some, and this, you know, that's the way. Yeah. So fatigue level of your body, muscles. So the second is your mental, your mental freshness, the same level. And the third and the most important, if you have nerve pain, tell me what is your nerve pain on a scale from zero to 10. Zero means nothing. And then it's the worst. Mm -hmm. And then you combine all those three. Depends from this and your state. You design your exercise in the morning and only on the evening. Why? If you wake up tired, you cannot perform big three in the, in the sessions like four reps, three reps, and uh, two reps, for instance. No, mm -hmm. five, four, three, for instance. You have to diminish maybe three, three, and two. Mm -hmm. And the later during the day, if you need to catch up, do it once again a little this more. And on the end of the day, do it a little bit shorter. But tomorrow will be five, four, three in the morning because you'll be fresh. And in the evening, you will perform maybe four, three, and two. Mm. So, so you keep your, this is training. This is not like uh, God's given rule. You have to mm -hmm. feel the body. That's why I'm working with my clients every single day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was ex, I was ex swimmer and also ex okay. swim coach. And, okay. Uh, a national selector, a national coach for junior category in triathlon, and 35 years in Aikido, still. So I'm a coach in my heart. Uh -huh, uh -huh, Besides uh -huh. that I'm scientist, a PhD, whatever, that doesn't mean that. That's nothing. That's love. You know, you enjoy your science. But the training is the beauty. You have to be, you have to be artist to understand, the, to feel your uh, your uh, client. Mm -hmm, so every mm -hmm. time they come to me. I have a training for them, but you know, in many cases, I have to correct. Uh -huh. This is why I feel tired. Tired, uh -huh. perfect. What will you do today? Only side bridge. Side bridge, seriously, side bridge, go home. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I think you're making exactly. a great you're making a great point, and uh, it's something I tell people a lot of, a lot of times, and I try to practice it as much as possible is to respect your body. So just because you had something in the schedule, like oh, I'm going to do this. If you're really, really tired, it might not be the best time to do that, especially when it comes to moving your body, because it's more about the quality than just doing it, right? If the quality is poor, then why even do it at all? Would you say yeah, that's, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That's the point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, that's uh, the point. Alex, you I'm, it. I'm curious. So we have the big three. Now, are there exercises, yeah. you know, let's say call it four or five or six, that exercises that you use with your yeah. clients or yeah. that you do yourself yeah. that are as important or maybe exercises that after you've mastered the big three, you're like, you can now ready to add these exercises, e either or, but like maybe some other ones that you really like. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you really, 
as the fantastic question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, my program uh, is named Small Four. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Small Four. What is this? Uh, something because big tree is like big bang, you know, in physics. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yep. uh, something happened before big bang. That is a small four. Uh. <laughs> I call it a small four. But I also love it. exists something after the big tree exists something, and that's big six. Okay. So it exists actually. You, I, you discovered that I work. You know, big four, five, and six <laughs> exists. Sometimes I give to my clients a big four, and for some I give big five, and then big six. So these are variations inside are all hips, hip hinge, hip raise. Okay, okay. In line position, you raise your hip, mm -hmm. and then you place with one leg or the other. Or you do some clamshell, which is very important in some cases. But then I reduce other exercise a little bit, a little bit so that I can give some uh, like accent on, on the clamshell. Mm -hmm. Or I do some standing forward. Maybe it's aeroplane, maybe it's aeroplane, which is divided in two dimension, and mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Why? Because from the big tree, you have to go up. And also I perform, as you can see, big tree in standing four. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be attached only for the ground exercise. So you've seen my videos. I perform this on the street, yeah, <laughs> on yeah. the, even in the bar, on the stool, when I yeah. do some stuff, you know. So you, you need, well, <laughs> Well, science is beautiful, <laughs> isn't it? Okay, you have to understand the the, the the place where you now, and then you can use right now when I'm standing. I'm just doing my exercise park bench. Okay, I showed this test just to you a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Park bench is fantastic form. It's also incorporated into big three, big four, big five, and big six. And then you can divide big three in the morning, for instance, and and the big four, five, and six on the evening. If yeah. you don't have time, if you're in office, for instance, yeah, you have to do some standing. Yes. Many of my clients, they work in office. They also have a mattress. They perform some exercise on the mat on the floor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that's a great way to transition to the next question because the next question, the thing I want, topic I want to talk about is actually spine hygiene and, ex oh, and movements. It. And, and, it, and it seems like your, I mean, because spine hygiene, I know, is, is, you know, as Dr. McGill says, stop, what does he say, scraping this, the scab or picking the scab or yeah. stubbing your toe, whatever he uses. But yeah. I think it, spine hygiene extends to some of the things you're talking about is, you know, when you're sitting at the pub or you're at the office, um, what type of things do you do throughout the day uh, to make yeah. sure that your, your spine's staying healthy? So could you tell us maybe some of your, your favorite uh, movements or exercises uh, uh, or, or things around spine hygiene? Yeah, I can. I can, no problem. Okay. First is awareness. And the best teacher for your awareness is your problem that you have. Okay. So I had a terrible injury of my back. Seriously. I have spondy today. I have car crash double. So I hit the trailer mm -hmm. and then I spin on the other side of the road and I just see two lights coming to my side and hit me very strongly. And I was in very small car at the time. Luckily I had an airbag, etc. So uh, the right leg, uh, I don't feel uh, two fingers on my foot, okay? Mm -hmm. The small one and the next one. So that's L5S1, finished, okay? And if I show you my picture of my spine, many ask me how you walk. <laughs> it's the question, yeah, seriously. 
because uh, you know my archaeal reflex the right one is dead already mm -hmm. almost uh, not almost three years oh wow okay yeah, yeah. so but i don't have uh dropped foot so i can walk normal i can train aikido strength training whatever but every day have a something very special victory of course with different kind of repetitions and forms also some additional exercise like hip raise you know when you're laying down playing with the leg that has to be but first i prepare my midsection i'm not speaking about core this is really wrong 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 term okay midsection is the most important why you can prepare also your midsection in standing form Okay. okay. Then I use some Aikido trainings, motions with the hands, and that's exactly how much my how much my spine can tolerate. If I told you that I in a day I can have small five to six short sessions, and some sessions last less than 10, 10 minutes. But mm -hmm. when you have this kind of training, you know, squeezing, turn around, lifting the the giri, I mean the kettlebell. Mm -hmm exactly how much I need and then I can be in the shape much better instead that, that I practice one and a half hour in the gym mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. why because it's the most important thing for me that my nervous system is always fresh mm. if I'm fresh in my in my brain mm -hmm. I can be very productive in many dimensions mm -hmm. but if I kill my brain on the training I'm dead for that day. So imagine that we go in the gym and you do some uh, push-ups, whatever, you know, bench, press, and after that, you're absolutely exhausted. And then what's your productivity after that? Zero. Mm -hmm. And if you get one small beer, you're finished. You'll go directly mm -hmm. to bed and your day is over. Yes. You know yes. that. You know that. You know mm -hmm. that. So, so that's the first thing i'm using this kind of te technology into my regiments okay favorite exercise doesn't exist absolutely big three art and so on. uh well i like push-ups on the wall to be honest okay push-ups on the wall but then i challenge my challenge my uh, midsection and whole body with one leg with one arm so three mm -hmm. points are always on the wall mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. three points two and four one wall so mm -hmm. I like this. Also, um, carrying the, the Gitterich, you know, in many different positions, here, down, or a little bit here in the front. So I, mm -hmm. I, I always challenge my whole body asymmetrically. Mm -hmm. Why? My body needs that because of my injuries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm more than 40 years. No, I'm more than old. <laughs> I realize not that I'm 50 years in active sport, <laughs> five years of age. So it's a little bit a half a century. So there is a lot of injuries. You know, yes. I didn't practice only Aikido, it's a lot of another kickboxing and other stuff. So yeah, you know, your body pays some dues, so pay some penalties. So but if I want to say what is my favorite exercise, I will tell you side bridge. Side bridge, okay. Side bridge and different forms of side bridge. I will send you some videos that you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Send, send me some. I do the, the side bridges is, is one of my favorite ones as well. And I, and I try to, I would love that. That'd be unbelievable. Cause right now I've added, um, side bridge with a leg lift, um, 
like uh Which, sorry you you like, region, you lift this leg uh the up. outer the upper leg is that is that is that a good movement or a bad movement you know like in 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 in, in jokes next question please Please, no. <laughs> or in, in the quiz. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, it's too much activation, you know? So you are this and you want to lift one leg, the upper leg. I see many people perform side bridge and they raise the arm like this. Uh huh. Is that I not say, good? Okay. What if you're loading, what if you're loading well, the arm? Like you want more load, so you throw a kettlebell in that arm and you have to hold it up to load. Why? 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 That's not the philosophy of Big Tree. But what if it, what if you're a, just doing a side bridge to do a side bridge? It's not necessarily a big three. Like, is the, I guess the question is: Is there any is there any benefit to loading a side bridge no, and or no, making it more no, dynamic no, with leg lifts? No, 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 because side bridge is already very near to the tissue tolerance. You know, this is like uh, this. This is like uh, that you want to reach anaerobic threshold. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you when you when I work with some runner, okay, I never cross an aerobic threshold. I, I practice with him, let's say about ten to twelve percent under the threshold to slowly create adaptations. And trust me, he's breathing like a fish. You know? it's pretty much this is a quiet tempo. You know? this is cardiovascular stress and then you hormonal stress as well. And then uh, on the end, you shock his vegetative nervous system. Because that's the catch. That's mm. that's the answer for many other stuff. Mm. So if you want to create uh, additional strength uh, stuff in a big tree, okay, you don't have to do it. There is a case carrier, whatever you like. That's the stuff you need to do. Mm. You, people forget about forces, you know, compression, mm -hmm. shear, and torque. That's the thing you have to understand. And if you place, uh, if you uh, use extra weight. This kind of exercise, believe me, one day you will pay the penalty somewhere because you don't know where is your weak spot. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're saying I should I should stop loading it, but maybe spine is not probably. Should I um, stop loading? You know, should I extend the? Should I extend the length? So if I was doing it for, I don't know, thirty well, seconds, should I do it for a minute? Like what? Thing. What should I do? First, I need to test you. <laughs> that's okay. Okay. No, seriously, that that's 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 the professional answer. It's in it, it test. I need to test you, or it depends. Of course. You need to tell me what is your. We call this. What is your Christmas wish? So, Alex, I want to be a high jumper. Okay. If you want to <laughs> be a high jumper, then we will prepare prepare your mid mid section for once one part of the trainings, and then compared to this, the legs. Trainings go as well. Different. I understand. I understand. That makes sense. Well, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. it it depends on on what your outcomes are, right? Like, what are your goals, Absolutely. Absolutely. and that that will determine the type of training, I guess. That in my well, in my Sorry, case specifically. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, just let me finish this. That is one part. Second, I need to measure the value inside of your body, not only the the muscle activations. I need to measure oxygen quality, saturation, when is the level, when is the curve of your durability fall down, or I ever have like a twitch, when I get this twitch and it's, I, okay, it's not one minute, 
it's 70, let's say it's a 47 seconds. Why? Mm. Because after 47 seconds, you're going into the acidity mm. and your blood become very acidic. Okay. So depends on many questions. Sorry, you cannot be the science. Science tells you <laughs> yes or no. You, 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 you can, we can speculate, but you know, I'm not the guy for that. Well, I know that's the thing. That's why you're Dr. Fitbacks. But I guess the, the hard part is, is for the everyday person like myself, who doesn't necessarily yeah. have someone who can assess me, uh, they yeah. have to kind of go on feeling. And so yeah. maybe I can, maybe I could prompt you to give us some cues for people. So okay. if I'm, if I'm in my side bridge and yeah. I'm, and I'm practicing, uh, you know, uh, what, what do you call the breathing, um, where you're yeah. hissing, like, yeah, you're hissing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm able to go a minute and I don't feel any change. What should my cues be? My cues pay attention to my body, my breathing to know that maybe I've gone too far and this is my limit. Can you tell us some, maybe some of those? No, well, first, the first thing, first thing is that people always want to feel something. <laughs> when you start, start to feel your, your muscles and in pain, <laughs> you cross the line. That's okay. first thing. Okay. You're inside bridge. There is so many ventilation exercises. You know, this hissing like this. Look, hissing like this is like, but then I can do it. That's the different story. Or then I can activate your my abdominal wall and breathe in during activation. That will really ruin your endurance. Trust me. And then you, the pain when you breathe is come from this part goes like here and going back you, you that well that's very fantastic way of training so breathing you can do it then you can add some waving with the arm so uh -huh. add some vibration like body blade you can use body blade like this pop, pop, uh -huh. pop, pop, no problem or even like this just add a little challenge no more and then you will see the 10 seconds for us for regular people holding position it's fantastic why? Because we perform, for instance, five, four, and three reps with 10 seconds today mm -hmm. and tomorrow and after tomorrow. But in Wednesday, we started Monday. In Wednesday and Thursday, we'll be a little bit tired. Mm -hmm. Probably not in our midsection, but our shoulder, mm -hmm. our neck will be. So we have to connect all these instruments in the whole orchestra to become one. And mm -hmm. later, you can play up to 15 seconds as a regular. But I'm speaking about health prevention, and that's okay. But mm -hmm. if you want to go further, then it's not anymore health. Then you're going some training sport uh, dimension, like for instance, CrossFit guys. You know, having ten seconds for those guys is nothing. Mm -hmm. You can hold mm -hmm. it, stand a little. UFC guys, five minutes. Mm -hmm. Oh, how long will last one round? Three minutes in box. Okay. In three minutes you have to hold this and you have to build all capacities all bioenergetic capacities in your body and muscular that you can withstand this without panicking for your back mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i think something Sorry. that you've been talking yeah, about from the be well something that you've been talking about from the beginning is the holistic approach to the body yeah. so if i have back pain you've mentioned shoulders sure. necks 
the entire body yeah. is so important because those are all levers that lead to my back. And if they're not functioning properly or, Absolutely. or, or if Absolutely. they're fatigued, they're tired when you're doing those movements, they can't handle it. Well, you're going to put yourself in a compromised position. And I think that's one thing that people can understand is that the entire body is important. So if I have back pain, other areas of my body uh, should not be neglected as well. So it shouldn't be like, Absolutely. oh, I have to, Absolutely it's right. all connected. And I think that's something that I love about right from the first question, you made that very clear. Uh, this is, this is it's about everything. And so we talked a little bit about the breath and you mentioned a couple of breathing techniques. Yeah. Um, can you talk about the breath with concern to athletes yeah. and how that affects people with back problems? So I know uh, Professor McGill spoke uh, very briefly when I spoke with him about this. Um, I'm wondering if you can elaborate a little bit. So, you know, if I'm an athlete and I'm training, how important mm -hmm. is it during my training, during my lifts, uh, even during mm -hmm. the sport to understand how to breathe? Yeah, absolutely. Here is, here is, let's explain, you know, just from the beginning, three types of breathing chest breathing, abdominal breathing, or combined, okay? But if, uh, during our daily activities, we adopt one specific posture. Uh, if you can see, usually people are a little bit flexed. Mm -hmm. When you start mm -hmm. to breathe, you know, or like, mm -hmm. you see this one? Mm -hmm. Somebody breathes like this. You know? Mm -hmm. And these are two different it's the same type of breathing. I bring my chest, but two different kind type of uh, chest motion. Somebody goes more in the flexion, somebody goes more extension. But in some cases, spine starts to shearing. And mm -hmm. I measure this. So in sport, for us, it's very important that we breathe abdominally, that we keep this torso, you know, minimally, with minimal vibration and oscillation during the lift, during the running, during the jumping. Otherwise, when we bend ourselves, we have energy leak. And we don't have any more 100% of efforts. It's less. So you need to adopt breathing form from the chest and abdominal that you don't change your posture. That's the catch. And that's the way you need to train your muscles. For instance, when I'm standing like this, okay, you see? But now I will activate my abdominal wall. Okay, it's braced. Now, within the brace, I breathe. So I'm not moving. So if I want to lift something, if I want to kick something, never mind, okay, or strike, I'm not changing this because mm. I make, I'm finished. Yes, I I'm understand. Finished. I understand. And I can see that the people who take those yes, deep breaths. Full control of breath. And yes. That, that, yeah. yeah. But when they, you know, uh, I was also a diver. You know, I was in submarine, in, in regular army, okay, submariner. So we have very specific tests for breathing. And you cannot move because you're in torpedo tubes and you cannot breathe. You, know, you have to breathe within your lung capacity. It's very hard. <laughs> it's only, it's, uh, let's say, 56 centimeters. It's a diameter of a torpedo tube. <laughs> so it's not so spacey. <laughs> it's pretty much narrow. And you have to learn that this kind of barrels, you know, tubes, you have to learn the discipline of breathing, focus and concentration. You open many, many Pandora's box with that question. <laughs> because the breathing, also the breathing 
affect the blood flux of blood uh, flow in your arms and your legs mm-hmm. with specific form of tightness. When you mm-hmm. touch your chest, it change many things inside of your arm. Also, mm-hmm. like that we measured behind the closed door. Sorry, I have to tell you this. <laughs> when you change the different position of our head, we influence neural conduction velocity in our arm in specific nerves. Mm-hmm. The same is breathing. When we block here, we also make different differences in changes of blood flow in your arms and legs. So you have to be very careful about this one you do. It's, this is a physics. When you mm-hmm. put your own uh, air outside, okay? So the blood comes into your arm. So mm-hmm. when you breathe in, then your blood comes into your chest. Mm-hmm. So your mm-hmm. arms are weak, legs are mm-hmm. weak. So you see the weightlifter. You put the energy only in this, lock, and then go up. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you know, then he has a short two forms like this. You know, and then he goes uh-huh. down. It's, it's, you need to take care about the blood flow and vo- volumes of the yes. blood, how you ship them in the body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's well, it's interesting. It's interesting because basketball players specifically, um, you know, basketball is a very dynamic sport. Yeah, yeah. Running, we're, we're changing directions, we're jumping, we're landing. And in, in, with, in all of that, you know, speaking yeah. about the breath, we are breathing. And one... Um, uh, thing that is taught uh, in the basketball world is when people go up for layups and they know there's going to be contact. A lot of people you hear them uh, is uh, to brace, but what, what people end up doing um, is they actually um, like, um, like yell. You'll see it in basketball time. Like, hey! And at, when they're doing that, they're like locking everything in. They're like, they're, the screaming is almost like a way to exhale uh and yeah. breathe and and brace their core is that a good thing in your opinion with regards yeah, to the same yeah. yeah the same is in tennis you know <sighs> yeah <sighs> the same this is the, the same it's, 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 and the origin is from karate and from martial arts yes yes that makes sense that totally makes before, sense before yeah. The yeah 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 squeeze because he's prepared also for for contra punch yes yes that totally yeah. makes sense yeah well that, i think a lot of athletes don't like a lot of uh you know, basketball players don't necessarily know the reason why. And I think the reason why I asked that question is they, they know that intuitively on the basketball court, or they just do it naturally because they've been trained to do it, but then they go and work out and they don't mm-hmm. practice those same breathing and bracing techniques. Absolute, I agree with and, you, and maybe that's when right. they start to run into some of these injuries because I'm doing a deadlift or something like that. And I say, Oh, I, I, you know, I hurt myself doing a deadlift, but there's all these other things, breathing being one of them, one of the many that they could be doing wrong. That leads to some of those negative outcomes where on the basketball court, they're doing stuff with great force uh, under a huge load and they never have any issues. And mm-hmm. would you say that breathing is, is a pretty critical piece? In yeah, that but puzzle? the breath. Yes, yeah. You just opened the door for for <laughs> one of my question for you. Well, fantastic. You know, well, the breathing is not only the breathing; it's a mental concentration, focus. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you breathe, you're focused. When you're focused on your breathing, when you're focused on all your body, that's first thing. Basketball guys are fantastic guys. They're pulsers. They're flyers, you know. It's like a small ball that you jump, put on the floor and yeah, jumping yeah, in yeah. all directions. Okay, yeah. so that's one thing. But the most important thing is connection with, with your negative nervous system. 
that's the that's that's the that is one key of the solution how we can test this very simple there is orthostatic tests very very simple if, if you use uh, this kind of watches i cannot mention because it's not commercial for them <laughs> anyway so you have orthostatic tests you lay down five minutes i have to be careful you know it's your show no, for sure. uh, just so a, smart, a smart watch any any smart watch that uh, yeah. tracks fit a smart watch that tracks yeah, yeah. fitness yeah <laughs> so smart. yeah absolutely and the best one i am with these guys connected 30 30 34 35 years anyway yeah uh, the thing is uh, you lay down on your floor before your training lay down on the floor five minutes and then you measure your pulse and let's say that you lay down on the floor and your pulse because your sport guy probably be below uh it will be actually the under 60 let's say it's 50 50 bits in a minute and then you get up and after 15 seconds 15 seconds down five it is like 65. when i get these results from my swimmer guys i said okay okay just swim 500 meters relaxing and then go home why because i know that 500 for him is relaxation right? mm -hmm. why you're a train go home it's too big too big difference it's 15 beats per second, 15 beats uh, per minute is a difference. And that means that your regulatory system is not in a balance. Oh. You, do you remember those days when you wake up in the morning and you normally just get up from the, from your bed and your heart mm -hmm. starts to make boom, 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 boom. You I, have a I've felt, idea, I've right? felt that before. Yeah, I've definitely felt yeah, that before. Yeah, yeah. My friend, you're overtrained. So you're, you're speaking about the nervous system being fatigued, essentially. Hold your body and disbalance between parasympathicus and sympathicus system. Some accelerate, some deaccelerate uh, the processes you in. And that is also connected with big three. And this is why, as you said, when people come in and they say, hey, I'm tired, and you give them the rating, you say, okay, today just side bridge and go home. Because the, 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 the if they go and do a full thing of training, they're not going to benefit from that. It might actually be harmful. No. Absolutely, no, not, not harmful, but I will put them much lower with the reconditioning than it should be. Well, they, they, they won't, they won't get positive outcomes, I guess, is what you're saying. No, I said, yeah. go, it, it's outside, it's rain, I don't care. Go and walk on the rain, go and walk. How many, how, how much? 15 minutes. And when you start to feel your back, some kind of effect, stop it. Mm. Stop it, go home and lay down, relax, do some park bench, whatever you want to do, and relax yourself. So uh, to get back to the basketball players, the same mentality you have on the field, the same mentality you should keep in, in the gym. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. And the problem, when I was uh, uh, directly involved with uh, high top athletes, I didn't allow speak before training. Hey, how are you? Have you seen that cheese? Mm -hmm. No, 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 shut up. Zip zip your mouth no mind focus on the training mm -hmm. and you know what the results are fantastic mm -hmm. fantastic yeah and you're right because you a lot that's what people do they come in basketball players not all not all but they come in and they don't take the training they're not focused the same way they are before a game and and what you're saying is as a result of that uh, the likelihood the their their outcomes are poor and and their body is not ready to perform 
Uh, is that's pretty much what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, there is one. I use one simple test for uh, for big tree and for the whole trainings for muscular tests. Okay. I place them on all four, and when they're all four, I said, now just just lift your knees, and then you'll be on the on the uh, feet and the palms to one inch, one inch lift up, and stay for five seconds, and then you see the. The, the shoulders start to shake or hips start to wave. I said, okay, now I know what I can do it with you. Um, very okay. simple test, very uh -huh. simple test. And orthostatic test, show me your heartbeat and they measured right in the morning before they wake up. Mm -hmm. Get up from the bed. What is, today is five difference. Okay, we'll continue. Today is seven difference, tomorrow is 12. Okay, so what is your training ratio? Two to one. Two trains I can lift you up. Second, third training, I have to put you down. I understand. So the same someone, is with the, the same someone, is with, with the back. So if someone is going to test, um, they're going to use the smartwatch and they're going to they're laying in bed. They wake up and they can't. Like, hey, I'm going to test my heart rate, and then they get up. What would be this? Is there a standard for like say athletes? Yeah, yeah, there is, athletes. There is. is it fifth? Yeah. Is if I'm if it's a fifteen one five difference, I should not be doing heavy training that day. No, that, no, no, no. Just that's forget clear? about heavy training. Even, yeah. even, the, even when the difference is 10, just 10. 10? So anything, anything under, under 10? 10? Under 10 is good. You may do. But follow the pulse. That's the thing. It's, the, the same is with the signs of your back. Listen your back, what your backs are telling. Do you feel any fatigue in your lower part? Oh, I do. But I continue. No, no, no. Stop, 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 mm. my friend. You're finished. Why? Because... Two days later, you felt some a little itchy, you know, sensation in your in your glutes. Oh, how do you know that? Because you have your back muscles, and now back muscles are off. Your domain controller switch off, my friend. And then what you find will do? Sheer, start to dance, and then, then your disc will say, "Oh, thank you very much." Now I have to compress the nerve because nobody can protect me. That's that's the that's the mm. catch. I the worst thing is with the clients, you know, is and uh, high top athletes is when you ask them, you have no worsening situation when you started to do exercise. What you have done yesterday, the day before, nothing. That answer, nothing, creates many deep, you know, BS things behind. The day mm. you go step by step and said, you sit three hours playing video game, but that's only three hours in the other sitting. I was yeah, you're compressing your spine, you idiot. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, I think that's that that speaks to the idea of the whole the high the spine hygiene thing and the way you live your life. And you know this, and I know this as well. Of course, I've I've had uh you know bad back yeah. injuries, uh, L4, L5, S1. Uh, my whole right leg was was dead uh, for about a month, and I've had to come back. And so I've learned to listen to my body. And to really pay attention. And most people, they don't even care. And the only time they pay attention, I think yeah. I liked what you said about the mind is most people, they only know when they're in extreme pain and then they feel their body, but they never yeah. pay attention. They never pay attention. Oh, how do I feel today? Because you can feel your body like, oh yeah, I'm a little sore here, but they say, ah, they don't even think about it. It's only when they have a really bad injury and then they feel their body. And so I've, I've learned to yeah. pay attention to my body and, and to check in and to respect my body. If I'm tired, 
well, guess what? It's time to stop or I'm not even going to go do it. And most people just say, you got to fight through it. You got to keep going and don't worry about it. And you have to be really sore. And I love what you're saying because you're saying that's not true. That's not good for health. And it's also not good for training. You know, the worst thing is by your saying, uh, usually you get to your dentist when you feel the pain. You're not going to a dentist that you check regularly your stuff. And then when you come to dentist, you get you come to dentist and say, give me that tablet that will kill my pain. I said, come on, my friend, you're five things inside. It looks like yeah. that whole scenario want to solve solution in like in one quick. It doesn't exist that. Yes. So what's the what's the suggestions for the people? Wake up, walk 10 minutes. What you need to drink coffee? Standing. Or lean yourself on the wall, put your legs a little away. Don't sit in the morning. You need to go to the toilet. Okay, good. But then when you sit on the toilet seat, then open your chest and breathe and let this, uh, you know, <laughs> yesterday food work, go outside without any kind of pressurizing. Breathe. And that will be very helpful for your uh, large intestines. Mm-hmm. Now, many people go to the toilet and they bend themselves and, and they, you know, pressure and pressurize them to put the, the fesses out. Mm-hmm. This is not the way, my friend. That's mm-hmm. the way how I get my first uh, sciatica. It's really? <laughs> it was very embarrassing. It was but very embarrassing. But this is good information for people to hear, though. No, that's first thing. Second, when you work up, when you after the walk, do some, you know, up stretches if you need that. You, know, you may do some stretches in your bed, no problem, but without twisting, you know, first mm-hmm. our fascia are designed to go up and down, not to, to be twisted. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to speak about fascia because, you know, uh, that's, that's, a whole, that's a whole other subject. Yeah, that's, yeah that's another world. <laughs> the third thing is don't sit in the first half an hour. The first half an hour, even the birds know that you're losing about 30% of water from your desk. So, but I'd like to sit, enjoy making coffee all the time. I said, every time when I wake up and I go to my coffee shop here, cafeteria, you know, to sit and drink coffee, before that I haven't made 20 minutes of work, I have, you know, irritation for my nerve. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I was hungry. You know, I feel, I said, as you know, one leg is already, (laughs) you know, less sensitive. The other started. Why? Work too much. That's why I watch the smartwatch. He also sent me. Second thing, then you could, then you sit in a car. No, 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 no. You cannot go straight from your bed into the car if you have bed bags. No, it's impossible. Especially when you uh, drive a car in, in a city. You know that's mm-hmm. a stress. If you, mm-hmm. when you're on highway, that's a different story. You relax, you position yourself, then you drive. Okay. Especially if you have an automatic car. But mm-hmm. if you have a gear shifter, you're finished. You know that. I, then, I have I have a gear shifter. <laughs> uh, I love that too. I love that too. Okay. So anyway, so and then when you come to your office, walk another ten minutes, and when you start to do some stuff, lift your monitor, my friend. So it's not that you're typing on your uh, laptop. No, add some extra keyboard. Lift your monitor that becomes your monitor. You know, inside in the center of your nose. So that you type and you can see what you, you, right? you can type it. 10 to 15 minutes, get up, do some stretches, once again, walk, do some side bridges on the wall, do some side bridges on the mm-hmm. table, bird dogs, you know, even uh, even uh, up curly, uh, 
of things you can do it on your wall. I, I know that you can see me now. Can you? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you do some push-ups and then extend one leg. One mm -hmm. arm, sorry, one mm -hmm. arm, you see? And that's already that's already activation for you. Be just a little bit, you know, you have to be creative. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, otherwise you're in know, homeopathy, something sweet. Well, no, you're, you're right though. And, and I, I love, because you're, a, you're an expert and these are all things that I do and it's literally changed my life because I had back pain all the time. And once I adopted this, this, you know, perspective on keeping moving, not staying sitting too long. I, I, I eat my breakfast. I actually stand when I eat uh, because it's the morning. I stand or I'll walk in, in my apartment. I'll actually walk yeah. around, uh, just pace back and forth. If I'm reading emails or even stuff like that, these are all things that I do. Yeah. And I tell people to do them because you know what, if your back is already compromised, you're already injured. Well, good luck. You're you're gonna live like that forever. Now, some people don't even have back injuries yet. Yeah. They're on their way to a back injury because yeah. of the way they live their lives. And so I love what you're saying because it's just saying, it hey, is because, you, you gotta keep moving. Because the cumulative effect is that kills you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not immediately action. Cumulative effect kills mm -hmm. your back. The worst thing is that I've seen so many MRIs and many bags, you know, and uh, I always found we call this TFB syndrome in those uh, office guys compared to these guys who's lifting deadlift and Olympics. Uh -huh. Because when you uh, try to lift 200 kilos from the floor, you prepare yourself fully that you have to be really, really prepared for that. The guys in the office are sitting like this, like this, and he started to sleep. I said, you just drain your spine, you're grinding your spine, okay? Yeah. Get up, do some push-ups, small females from the knee, whatever, activate your muscles. Otherwise, when you're flat, then your muscles are off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Off, EMG study shows that. Just a little bit, little activation, just what is basically necessary. Yes, it's your ligament system. And yes. then you overstretch even your muscles and ligament system. You know what, you need a lot of time to get this back. Mm -hmm. Mm. you need yep. more than one day yeah yeah from the day to the day to the day to the day you kill yourself and that's that that's the how things started yes it's it was the it's exactly you're either going to get you're either going to get stronger or maintain or you're going to get worse i mean there's nothing in between it's funny uh, uh alex i um a term that's often used uh for many things nowadays it's it's a very you know buzz term but uh, it's like it's micro dosing so throughout the day, you're microdosing your muscles, yeah, you know, you're all the time. And if you do that, you're going to have positive outcomes because you're essentially always ready. Whereas if you're doing the opposite, oh, all I do is sit down and look at the computer and I have poor posture and I sit on my couch and I, and if that's all you're doing, well, you're essentially doing the opposite of what you're suggesting and you're going to have poor outcomes. You're going to get worse and worse and worse. Um, and most people like that. I, I use the common example is you see basketball players who, you know, they just play, you know, well, they're not professional, but they still play in, in leagues, men's leagues. And yeah, yeah. what they do is they go to their office, they sit all day with poor, poor posture, they go home and they relax, and then they try to go play basketball. And then they wonder why their back is sore or they wonder why they have injuries. And I said, well, what have you been doing most of your life? And you think that you're going to go out here and play basketball now. Well, what do you think is going to happen? And so this is a very common in my world. I see people like this all the time. And they ask me, they say, well, what do you do for your back? Because they'll see me doing stuff before games. And I say, well, you know, I do this type of stuff. But 
what I tell them now is what's more important is what you're not, what you're doing before or after the game is what are you doing with the rest of your life? What do you do every day? And I think that's what you're saying is, is so, it was so important is what are you doing every single moment of the day that could be leading to your back pain? It's not the basketball game that hurt your back unless you fell on it or something. It's everything else that you're doing that is putting your back in a compromised position, your body in a compromised position. And then you're trying to go do something that puts a lot of load on it. So I I just love everything you're saying. Um, I think we're going to kind of wrap it up here. I do have one question for you. I have one, one question for you. Uh, This is a personal question. Uh, I I'm actually um, I'm learning how to do handstands. Okay. And uh, I, I, about a month ago, I couldn't even, like balance it was just it was not happening but i every single day i've been practicing and 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 some days i don't because i'm tired i'm like i'm just not doing it today um it's been hard because i it's my hands and my forearms are not used to this type of load and Mm -hmm. being ups on my head something i've noticed though so i'm curious about your uh, i have two questions for you one is have you done any um uh, uh research or do you have any speculation about why I feel, I don't know how to say this. My back feels different because yeah. I've been yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Not, not in a yeah. bad way, not in a bad way. It's just completely different though. Like I'm almost feeling my body in a different way. And then the yeah. second question I have is, do you have any advice on how to become more, I guess, rigid and have control of these micro movements in that position? <laughs> so it's a two part okay. question. Okay, I will, I will try to connect in, in this in one, <laughs> one answer. First, first, I like also handstand, okay? But when you perform this handstand, you, you have one part with your leg, we call this leg whip, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's the very tricky part because in that moment, your pelvis and your legs are free off and then your hinge in your spine start to work against you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's the opposite. That's the opposite uh, pressure because from this part, I think from this part up to here, you're about uh, let's say 67.8 percent of body weight. The rest is on your leg. So then you have the opposite pressure on your disc, and you have almost half body weight on your disc in different form but you have a problem because you may control this okay but you cannot control the other part when some part in your back make more ex- ex- uh, extension in some let's say l4 l3 where you have problem then it should be so if you want to do this you have to be very precautious you usually people like to do you put they put your you put yourself in push-up position and then you put legs one leg on the floor on the wall and then you start to go from this part okay mm-hmm. slowly without using this kind of acceleration and mm-hmm. you know flip mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that that is if you want to do this but my question is do you really need that <laughs> <laughs> i don't need it no <laughs> okay you know I definitely don't that, need it, a, but uh, I enjoy challenging myself. You, yes. Okay. Be careful with the challenges. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. challenged myself so many times. You know, I know when I'm on skiing, three days are enough. And the fourth day was 
sunny day, you know, live from the Bible. And I drew, you know, 10, 10 runs more. And I felt that in fourth run, that I have very burning sensation horizontally in L5S1. I said, oh, can I can tolerate this, you know? And what was the result? Alex was walking like this. <laughs> okay. So I killed my back. And yeah. after that, as a consequence, I actually ruined my L5S1. And now the situation is almost, I don't feel it. Wow. The small so, finger on the right one. Yeah. So your advice is to uh, be cautious with, uh, with this movement. Careful, careful with the challenges. You know, mm -hmm. the females are more clever, you know, in this. <laughs> they know exactly when to stop. But we cannot, we cannot, yeah. uh, we cannot conquer our testosterone. That's, the, that's our worst yeah. problem. Yes. And our ego. I am yes. the strongest. I'm, well, it's okay. There is a time for that. But you know what? If you want to challenge yourself, do some safe exercises. And then you challenge yourself in safe environment. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's the catch. You, you need to find what, what, what is health and what is sport. Yes. Yes. Okay? Yes. Because sport is pathology. Sport is pathology. Even a CrossFit is a sport. And that's mm -hmm. pathology. Mm -hmm. If you you may you can practice a CrossFit in a health way, but that you have to change many rules and many many mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. There, yeah, okay? yeah. If you want to be a real CrossFitter, you're going into the pathology and be ready, be ready for consequences. Like mm -hmm. in box, like in Aikido, Aikido is not sport. If you practice Aikido, I mean in a serious way, you know how many knees are injured, hips, shoulders. Oh, of course, of course. I have yeah. plenty of exercise in one side. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's a, that's a great way to, to that's a great way to, to wrap it up because uh, a lot of the people that um, I think listen yeah. and will listen to this are people who used to be athletes and they just want to be healthy now. So they might still play basketball on the Saturday, go out with their friends. They might play once or twice a week, but they have office jobs. And that's I think okay. yeah, and I think the key in this yourself. is to be. But they should be healthy, and I think a lot of them still try to train in extremes. They they don't need to be uh, in a position physically to train, uh, have training three four days a week, and then have games. They just need to be healthy so that they can play once a week. And I think there's a there's a line like you're saying. If I'm pushing myself uh, to be an athlete, but I only really do stuff casually once or twice a week maybe i don't need to train so hard maybe i need to just be healthy and maybe i just need to feel my body understand my body and take care of myself where some people they they think they're athletes still but they're not anymore and they need no, to no, rethink right. they need to rethink their training and re rethink their training and say i want to be healthy and i think that's what you're saying yeah. in, in the end there is knowing the difference yeah. between training as be an athlete moderate. and training to be healthy yeah, for a conclusion of this talk, and I appreciate once again that you called me for this and gave me opportunity to, to speak. My angle is a little more like coaching scientists, you know? Mm -hmm. So people need to understand that uh, preparing a training is not as simple. It is for me, but for others it's not. Because <laughs> yeah. I, for instance, when I prepare a training for Monday, I need to know how the Friday will look like for back pain guys. Mm -hmm. because it changed its variability is huge many things are influencing this so the same is with the recreational guys if you're an office guy and you want to be healthy be moderate do not cross 
to 75 to 80 percent of your maximum heart rate no why leave that 20 percent for emergency because your body is already prepared for this mm-hmm. you don't need to go 100 percent okay okay why why because maybe when you perform this 100 percent maybe you cross the line mm-hmm. people and people think oh you speak like i know i spent I, I i was all trained as a kid uh i had the from 75 bits in a minute i have 50 bits that looks like like cardio rest my left side wow. of the heart didn't work wow. i didn't work and then don't work mm-hmm. so i know what is overtraining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what's the use if you lift 200 kilo pounds in that lift lift 100 mm-hmm. but carefully and clever i had the clients who told me i lift 200 kilos from the floor okay so and he was a huge guy but there was one catch i said which catch i lifted 100 times in one training <laughs> I Why? Said, are you are you nuts <laughs> and he said i couldn't stop myself of course yeah the prolapse now is good you know but i said now we'll go that you achieve your record new one 300 and some but in my way not your way <laughs> that every single day small training sessions gives better results that that you go three times in gym four times in gym and you spend one and a half and two hours mm-hmm. don't kill your brain that's first up and you kill your brain you kill your muscles there is no muscle control but there's no muscle control is the same as the injury you're finished you're done okay i speak i'm speaking even for a high top athletes that's the same advice if you go on track and field i keep yourself on one training okay good so the next two days has to be for recovery until your brain is not fully recovered and your blood samples are not on the basic level mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i i i like it i think i think we'll i think we can wrap it up there I think uh, if I had if I had to sum up this conversation in one sentence, I would say, train smart, not hard, and uh, and I think that's a great way to do it. So uh, thank you, uh, Alex. I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I look forward to sending you my side bridge so that you can tell me how it is. <laughs> I'm looking forward to see your exercises and your execution. Uh, what I can say, thank you for inviting me. For this podcast it was really a privilege and uh, truly hope that we'll have another podcast in the future again in terms of training sessions and etc perfect thank thank you so much okay. okay thank you for listening to the back to basketball podcast if you want to support this podcast you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes subscribing rating and leaving a review for the podcast as well as following us on social media we thank you for your support and see you in the next episode.